tweet me at jmartzone. But as I said last week, it almost sounds hypocritical for me to say that because I've been off social media and I'm on self-quarantine maybe for as long as the CDC says we should pretty much not do much of anything. And that's eight weeks. It's going to be a while. I just, the misinformation and the negativity and the extremes just got to me. But I did, and I'm going to mention this right off the top of the show, I did break that self-quarantine to post something on Twitter at jmartzone a little while ago. It's a blog, independent of Cumulus, independent of iHeart, independent of anybody that has ever given me a paycheck for any reason. It is a personal story, it's a personal confession, and it's a warning that has been on my heart that I felt like the Spirit led me to write. And in order to write it, I had to confess a 25-year addiction and hope that somebody out there benefits from my mistakes. And you can find that. I just posted it. And look, it's not fancy at all. I'm not a website designer. I didn't reach out to anybody. I reached out to a couple of people in media and asked where this should should reside. And I just wanted it out there quickly. So it's pretty basic, but it's 5,000 words. And it's the most personal and most difficult thing that I've ever written or tried to intimate. And again, I can't stress enough. My opinion, my story, hopefully something that can save some other people from the misery that I experienced for two and a half decades because of my addiction. And there's a good good message at the end about redemption. And I think if you read through it, you might know me a little better and you might understand why I have kind of moved further and further in a certain direction that that feels like eventually it's going to take me to a much different location saying many different things than I'm saying right now. But we are certainly in uncharted times and uncharted territories. That website, I forgot to give it to you, is jmartstory.wordpress.com. It's not a blog that's going to be continuing. I do have a blog that I'm going to be starting and there'll be some fun details on that in the coming weeks and months, but this is one post. I just wanted it to be out there as fast as possible. That site's going to be there for this post and this post alone. But you can find my email there. You can write me if you need help, if you've gone through or are going through what I'm dealing with. I just feel like with this outbreak, this particular addiction could be much, much worse. And I thank my wife for her support as I went to her about this very early in our relationship. And she urged me when I came to her a few days ago and said this was weighing on my heart. She said, you know, don't ever dismiss the promptings of the spirit. And so if one person can avoid falling into the same pitfall that I did, something I thought was entirely innocent at the time, that it was worth anything that comes from this. So again, that website is jmartstory.wordpress.com. And now, without a segue, there's no way to segue. 
we can talk about what's not going to happen in Tennessee for the Tennessee Titans because there is football news. The CBA was ratified, and Tom Brady's not coming here. Why? Because Ryan Tannehill is going to be here for four years, or that's what his contract says. Ryan Tannehill extended by this organization, which is what I said would happen. They're in the Tannehill business for four years. And we're definitely going to talk about the Texans on this show, but let me tell you this. At 615-737-1045, we've talked this Tom Brady thing to death about where he's going to end up and whether or not he would end up here and whether or not you wanted him. Now that you know who your quarterback is, how do you feel today? Now that you know who the Titans have chosen to ride with, how do you feel today? I would love to get your thoughts on this because we haven't really talked sports on this show in a couple of weeks. Had some bigger things going on in our lives, to say the least. Derrick Henry's going to get the franchise tag. Ryan Tannehill is basically getting trust. And one of the early shows that I did here on the Big Six, one of the first, it had to have been in the early weeks, were several stories that seemed to happen around the same time about trust and how priceless it is. And how once you throw it away, it's almost impossible to get it back. Ryan Tannehill did something this past season in the way that he played, the way he conducted himself, and the way the team rallied around him that told this organization he was their guy. He was the person to run their system. They saw in him exactly what they needed a quarterback for the Tennessee Titans to be under Mike Vrabel with the roster here. Everything that he brought to the table is what they needed. And there are certainly detractors out there who don't think this is something that can be duplicated. I'm not, I'm sort of, guess where? You know what I said on Thursday? I'm in the middle. I don't really know for sure, but I understand this move. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And I don't think you necessarily want to be in the Tannehill business four years from now. But I also didn't think you needed to be in the Tom Brady business. I thought it was going to be a two-year proposition either way. And maybe it still will. You know, Who knows what a contract looks like in a couple of years and what moves get made. I mean, with what the Texans did, I st- I'm baffled by that move. But they think they've got their guy, meaning the Titans. And they might. And instead of paying Derrick Henry the long-term deal, they're going to franchise him. And so they're going to pay him big-time money, but not long-term. They're going to delay paying the running back the big money for any extended length of time. Basically, they've seen the egregious mistakes made in other organizations around the league, paying running backs and watching what it's done to their franchise. And they say, hey, we love you, so we're going to pay you one of the best salaries this year for a running back, and then we'll assess again next year. If he goes out and he bulldozes again and he does this again, maybe then you hand him the money. But in this marketplace, if you believe, even if you disagree with the Tennessee Titans, if the Tennessee Titans organization believes that this guy is the quarterback, then you can't pay him too much. You find a way to make him believe that you have trust in him. And I think that you have probably done that 
Now we find out whether or not they were right. But if you staunchly believe that Ryan Tannehill is your future at that position, then you absolutely pay him. But you know what? You start looking right now for that replacement, just in case. Because you spent a good bit of money here. You don't. You can overpay the wrong guy. You can never overpay the right guy at that position. We saw the chemistry he built with A.J. Brown. We saw the chemistry he built with Johnu Smith. We saw the humility with which he approached the position, similar to his predecessor. We saw the team rally around him. We saw the offense pick up the slack for a sagging defense at times in the back half of this regular season. In the first half, what was it? The defense was carrying everything. They were giving up less than 16 points a game, and it was a 2-4 and four football team. That's pathetic. And the defense probably knew it. Then they start scoring points. A lot. And A.J. Brown looks like the rookie of the year. He would have gotten my vote. Ryan Tannehill got you to the playoffs and Derrick Henry won you games once you got there. And it wasn't because Ryan Tannehill played poorly in the playoffs. It's because he wasn't asked to do very much. And defenses were keying in, trying to figure out the best way to try and make Tennessee beat him. And really, they never really found it because I think I would have probably chosen Tannehill over Derrick Henry. But maybe even if you tried to stop him, you weren't going to stop him. The Chiefs finally managed to do it, but they also happen to have a top-flight quarterback throwing for 9 trillion yards against him twice this season, both in the regular season with Mahomes coming back off the injury and then what he did in the AFC Championship game. So what is your opinion today now that Tannehill is the guy? Where's Brady going? Well, odds right now say he's going to Tampa Bay. I'm sticking exactly where I've been. I think he will stay in New England. Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I understand the weapons. I understand Bruce Arians has respect. I don't understand why you would make that move. You're going to put yourself in the same division with Matt Ryan and Drew Brees? Or you're going to stay where you're playing against the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills? Josh Allen's still a work in progress. Sam Darnold very much still a work in progress. We don't know what Miami's going to look like at quarterback this fall. But we know that the NFC South has some gunslingers and some serious talent, and you've got to score a lot of points to stay with them. And even if you've got O.J. Howard and Mike Evans, I don't love your running game. And that just seems like that's a tough one to ask. Tennessee made a lot more sense to me, but it never made sense to me that he was going anywhere. Now it's down to two. If you read the tea leaves, if you look at the Vegas lines, if you take a look at everything, what you see is it either Tampa Bay or he stays in New England? I'm sticking with the latter yet again. Let's go to Josh McMinnville. I think he's got a thought on Tannehill. Josh, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So I, I think what it shows is either, A, we, we really never had a shot at Brady, so we need to throw it out the window, right? So what's it say about the Titans organization? I think it shows that how much Robinson and Brable value continuity. So now we've got a guy – He's been with Arthur Smith for a year. He already hit on the relationship with Brown. He already hit on the relationship with Smith. And I, I think what people were just getting wrapped up because it's Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Okay, but what about how we run this offense? Tom Brady's not running bootlegs, guys. So Tannehill 
albeit it wasn't a crazy amount of yards, he got valuable yards with his legs when he needed to. I think he's more than serviceable. The numbers don't lie. They're not everything. But, I mean, not only was he a great quarterback for us last year, I think he's our quarterback. And as far as with Henry, I mean, I think it's more than logical. I mean, oh sure. you, you know, we can only you can only give a running back so much money. And, and I'm, a, I'm a homer. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Alabama fan. I've loved Henry forever. But business is business. If he can go out there and do it again, maybe he deserves to get paid no matter what. But can he do it again? I mean, I want him to, but that's that's the biggest thing. Can he do it again? And one more point, and I'm a long call here, but Brady to Tampa Bay, I think it's crazy. But my goodness, with Mike Evans and Godwin catching, if he can still throw the ball, that would be ridiculous. Thanks for taking my call. No, I mean, no doubt. You can look at that, and you can see a lot of reasons to go there in terms of the weaponry. No doubt about that. Now, in terms of Tannehill, even though, you know, all the all the actual official terms will be out there for all these guys soon. NFL Network said 118 mil, 91 in guarantee, 62 in fully guaranteed money. I will say that if you look at that deal, then you want to be, quote, better than serviceable, unquote. That's what Josh just said in his phone call. But if you think this is your quarterback, and you are somebody in the front office with the Tennessee Titans, I don't think you're paying this for, quote, better than serviceable, unquote. You believe in him. Maybe you did strike out on Tom Brady. Maybe you don't like the rest of the free agent crop. But Tannehill, I did argue, even though I said, if you can get Tom Brady for two years, you try to get Tom Brady for two years. I also argued, how many more games do you think the Tennessee Titans would have won if Tom Brady had started every game Ryan Tannehill did? I'm not sure that number would have changed at all. I don't think Tom Brady beats Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game with Tennessee. Maybe they beat the Panthers, but maybe they lose another game along the road, along the way. I'm not sure the record changes a bit. If that's the case, then Tannehill's probably a pretty good option. Four years is longer than I would have wanted it to be. But who knows? Time will tell whether or not that's accurate. And we'll see whether or not he's here in four years. But he earned, through his play, he earned the respect of that office, of that room. So what do you think now that Tannehill's the guy? And it appears the Titans are officially out of the Brady sweepstakes. And they've paid Tannehill, and he's going to be here for a while. How do you feel about that as a Tennessee fan? If you wanted Brady, how sad are you? And which one do you think was more likely? John Gruden to the Vols or Tom Brady to the Titans? I told you I didn't think either, but I guarantee you I think the latter was closer most likely than the former, which I thought was Fugazi from the beginning. 615-737-1045. That's how you reach this program. We'll be right back here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone, presented by Renters Warehouse. I'm Jason Martin, your host. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. The telephone number to reach this program, as always, is 615-737-1045. So Ryan Tannehill's the guy in Nashville. How do you feel about it? We'll still take your thoughts. And this also got me thinking, 
So Vrabel goes on the NFL Network and he explains why he's been talking to Tom Brady. As if he needs to explain why he's talking to his friend of many years, who I'm sure he knows their family well and vice versa. And he says, quote, my relationship with Tom Brady goes back to 2011 training camp at Rhode Island. We go to practice and a bunch of us would go out and that's where a lot of those friendships were made. Those friendships aren't going to stop or not continue to grow and develop now that I'm a head coach and he's a quarterback with an expiring contract. Those are going to continue on well after we're done playing with his family and my family. There's a special bond that goes on in the locker room that's not going to stop, unquote. This got me thinking about that insane question that was asked on ESPN that I kind of railed about a few weeks ago before everything stopped and we kind of ceased talking about sports for a few weeks. When, for whatever reason, on first take, it became, let's discuss whether or not it's disrespectful for the Dallas Cowboys to consider Tua Tongo-Vailoa over Dak Prescott. Just how preposterous that argument was on its face. I mean, just utterly just ridiculous. It's not disrespectful to, as a business person, look around and see whether or not you have the ideal person for your job when it comes to available workforce. Like you see what might be out there. You might have somebody good, but maybe you want somebody great. And I think Dak is good. But you certainly want to do that, especially when he's turned down some deals and he wants all this money. And now, of course, well, not getting that money. That's going to be delayed as well with the franchise tag. As it probably should. It makes sense. But it wasn't disrespectful then. Just like it's not disrespectful to Ryan Tannehill to look around maybe even kick the tires on the Tom Brady deal and still ultimately end up paying Ryan Tannehill. It's not disrespectful. It's business. It's good business. Now, yeah, you don't go out in public and say, yeah, you know what, we're, we, we like Ryan Tannehill, but we're looking at you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. No, you don't, you don't really say that, but nobody says anything that's true at this time of year from the NFL anyway. But you're always looking to improve. If you've got a law firm, for example, okay, you're the managing partner. And you have a great crop of attorneys underneath you. But some hotshot comes out of Harvard that's interested in coming back home to Nashville instead of going to New York or L.A. or Boston or something like that. You might start to take a look at some of the people on your staff if you don't have room or another office and just see, well, okay, can we make this person an offer and what might it cost us? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like the classiest thing. It hurts because you always want to be wanted, but it's real life. I don't know what Ryan Tannehill knew about the process the Tennessee Titans were going on and going under, but we know what John Robinson said about Tannehill when they were in Kansas City, and he was right here on our airways talking about it. Now, I said, what else is he going to say? Currently, Ryan Tannehill's employed by him. Why is he going to say, yeah, kind of hoping we get rid of that guy? Same thing as Matt Rule saying good things about Cam Newton. It doesn't make any sense not to. You might end up with that guy, but also, why would you do that? It's a jerk move. You have to take everything people say, and you have to put it through a prism of why they are saying it. That's what I was talking about last week when we were talking about the coronavirus. And how I said, look in the middle, but also a lot of folks are exposing themselves by their takes as to how accurate's not the word. How much integrity they appear to have. Because there were some where it seemed very, very clear 
that it wasn't what they thought, but it was what they thought their audience would stand up and cheer for. And that's irrespective of which side they were on. But I felt like whichever extreme, whether it was panic or complete, this is total nonsense, that both of those two things were equally problematic. But when you look at what has come now, within a few days, we're going to find out where Tom Brady ultimately ends up. I don't think the Raiders and the Chargers is happening, folks. I just can't imagine he's going to finish his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All due respect to Bruce Arians, and yeah, no doubt, just as uh, I think Josh pointed out on his phone call, no doubt Godwin and Evans and O.J. Howard, if he can stay healthy, there are some weapons down there. Weapons that he hasn't had in New England consistently in a very long time, especially multiple guys. But there is a structure and a brain trust in place in New England that Tom Brady understands because it's all he's ever known in the NFL. Tim Duncan understood what the Spurs organization was better than anybody in history, basically, because he was there. He was the rock of that place. Even when they were a couple years past and you knew they probably weren't getting back to the NBA Finals and certainly weren't going to win a championship anymore when the Warriors dynasty emerged, when the Rockets started to really take off, even when the Clippers with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin were on fire. It didn't look the same anymore for the Spurs. But there is a comfort and a clarity that comes with familiarity. In fact, it might explain why Ryan Tannehill makes sense here now because you're familiar with him now. We got to know him a little bit last year. We know what he's about. We know what he's capable of. We saw his accuracy. We saw his vision. We saw his patience, but we also saw somebody can get the ball out of his hands. We saw a few less sacks. We saw the offensive line coalesce late in the year when they got healthy and LeJuan got his sea legs underneath him after the suspension, and they started playing better. It all timed out well for Tannehill, but he took it and he ran with it. We saw something comfortable. We saw a sofa. You saw that. You know what? There's always the new sofa that's out there, the one that's in the store. But have you ever sat in a new sofa in a furniture warehouse and it's just stiff as a board? But you know that your sofa, the day you bought it, the one that you have at home, that you just fall into and melt into, the butt groove, as Homer Simpson was able to carve in his own, that if that sofa was on the showroom and you hadn't sat in it before, it would probably feel the same way. But you just like what's familiar. It's why you don't want to toss out so many things that need to be replaced. Ryan Tannehill became the comfortable sofa because of the way in which he played and the cushion that he allowed for the defense of the Tennessee Titans. You couldn't key in that much on Derrick Henry because Ryan Tannehill was capable of beating you. He wasn't going to miss throws. If he stayed healthy, he was going to be a threat. His passer rating depicted that quite clearly. And the Tennessee Titans have rewarded him with a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money, and they're sticking with him. And yeah, the, the caller earlier said this may say that the Titans never really had a chance with Tom Brady. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they did. That's all speculation we're never probably going to get the answer to. 
or it's certainly not going to be made public. But how do you feel about who you ended up with is the question. And that's what I'm asking you at 615-737-1045. When we come back, what in the world are the Houston Texans thinking in 2020 with the move that they made? I understand what the Cardinals did. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with their new acquisition. But Tennessee should be maybe just as happy with what the Texans did as what they did already with Tannehill. I'll explain next. This is a big six on 104.5 The Zone. So. Well, Eric Church. On the program, welcome back, Big Six, brought to you by Renner's Warehouse, right here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. All right, so we talked a lot about the Titans, but I do want to talk about the Texans here because I'm just befuddled. What are they doing? What are they thinking? There was right before the season, I was doing a list of six. I was doing the six top quarterbacks and wide receivers. I believe those were the two positions that we did right before the year started. And we went from six to one, and I did this last year as well. And I think DeAndre Hopkins was number two on my list, but it was almost 1A and 1B with him and Julio Jones. That's how much respect I have for both of them. The Houston Texans are going to let DeAndre Hopkins go to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson. Yes, David Johnson, the same David Johnson that three or four years ago might have won you a fantasy league and then was overdrafted, then got hurt, and then just didn't perform. A running back. In 2020, what sense does this make? You have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson that you want to build around. And he needs weapons. And you just took the biggest hands in the league, I think, away from in DeAndre Hopkins, one of the surest receivers in the game. To bring in a running back in 2020? You want to talk about organizational malpractice? This is it. I don't know the details. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins was threatening to leave or what it was that he was doing. And maybe we'll find out more about this. But think about what Desha- I mean, if you're if you're Deshaun Watson today, you just have to be wondering. It's like, how cursed am I? I know I'm making a ton of money here, but I'd like to win Super Bowls, and I've been stuck with Bill O'Brien as my coach. He's also now the general manager. And they just traded away. Well, you could say fellow Clemson, but also just one of the best receivers of the decade in football. Now, for Arizona, this is going to be interesting because Kyler Murray just got himself a stud. Kingsbury got himself a stud. That offense is is going to be a little bit more high-powered, to say the least. But this should make every Titans fan stand up and cheer because it does not make sense. I can see paying Ryan Tannehill. I get it. 
I don't know that I would have done it for this long, but if I thought the way that they must think, okay, got it. Don't want him to leave. He could run our system. But in 2020, not only should you not pay running backs long-term big money, can you imagine bartering at least your probably second-best asset? All due respect to J.J. Watt, he's too hurt all the time. It's not him. The most indispensable weapon to the most important position in professional sports, you're going to let Waltz on out the door and move him over to Arizona in exchange for a running back that hasn't been very good over the last two or three years. Do you know what the worst-kept secret in the NFL during the offseason has been? That the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams desperately wanted out from the running back business as it related to the money that they overpaid to David Johnson and Todd Gurley. This is just like, to me, the Jags paying Nick Foles what they paid Nick Foles. Who were they bidding against that was going to give Nick Foles this? You're telling me you want David Johnson in 2020 bad enough to let that guy, a safety blanket if ever there was one, a number one wide receiver, you're going to let him go out the door. And how good was DeAndre Hopkins? Look at how good Will Fuller was with Hopkins attracting all that attention. So much here fails the most basic logic test and it seems to fly in the face of everything that this league has been moving towards for the better part of you know at least half a decade where it's become a quarterback's league the rules have been designed to what favor the wide receivers you got pi replay of all things out there now oh you know what we don't really need a number one wide receiver he might be transcendent but they're a dime a dozen are they are they really Take the Tennessee Titans example. You can draft one number five overall, and he still ain't going to be the number one guy. How many legit number one just knock them dead threats are there in the NFL right now? And if you've got one, and you've got a young quarterback who I think is the one dude that you might put in the same conversation with Mahomes and the AFC as these two guys could duke it out for the next eight to ten years if they're both healthy, and the coaching doesn't bite him. And you just took his safety blanket away from him. Like when I saw this story, I was like, okay, that's funny. I didn't know that the sports had an onion webpage. I didn't know the Babylon Bee existed for sports, but apparently it does now. What's the web? ESPN.com? NFL.com? Yeah, I know they got a pick and David Johnson. So what? There's not a player in the draft that they can get right now that's better than the one that they just let go at one position that you have to have right now. If you have a top-flight quarterback that you believe in, then you better do two things, protect him and get him some groceries. And instead of getting groceries, the Texans went full-on coronavirus but learned of the virus late and showed up to the grocery store, and now everything's empty. They bought the wrong stuff, and it expired. And so they throw the meat away in the trash, and they show up, and the only thing that's still there are chicken gizzards for $179 a pound. Yesterday, I saw chicken gizzards were all that were left in the grocery store, and I was just like, what the hell is a chicken gizzard? Never eaten a gizzard before. 
I think I'm going to keep that trend alive. I can find something else. It feels like to me that the Texans decided to buy the chicken gizzards, but before they did it, they actually took those skinless, boneless breasts and they put them back on the shelf and they're like, we're going to go with these gizzards. We're going to see how that plays. I don't think it's going to play very well. 615-737-1045. More of your phone calls, more thoughts next. This is a big six on 104.5 The Zone. Finishing up Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone on a Monday in the Music City. Glad to have you with us. We're brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renner's Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. All right, Ryan, I'm actually going to say this this time. We've had someone calling that can't find the website that I mentioned off the top of the show. And I told you... If you've tuned in late that I posted something today and I I'm on a social media quarantine, just staying away from all this misinformation and negativity and chaos that's being spread at present. But I did break that in order to publicize one post that I made on a blog that I created this afternoon. That's as bare bones as bare bones gets just because I want the message to be there. I don't know how to design a great looking website. I know I could have spent time doing it, but I just wanted the information there. So it's nuts and bolts text, and it's 5,000 words. And it's the toughest thing I've ever written because it required an admission of a 25-plus-year addiction that only a very select people in my life knew any piece of. But something that, because of this outbreak, felt so very relevant and necessary now. And was on my heart during a funeral that I attended on Friday. And then an email that I received almost just about an hour later just reinforced to me, okay, you're being prompted to do this. Whether or not it's comfortable, whether or not you thought it was the time, whether or not you thought this was coming 10 or 15 years down the road when you were in a better position perhaps, no. People need to hear this right now. And the website is Story. Dot wordpress.com that's j-m-a-r-t not j-a-y that's what one of the people have had j-mart story j-m-a-r-t-s-t-o-r-y dot wordpress.com and if you follow me at j-mart zone i did post that piece another thing that i posted last night at the big six blog was the westworld season three premiere review i'm going to be writing still at the big six blog hopefully some people will share these things for me because i'm going to continue this self-quarantine, even though maybe I need to be a little more present in case people are replying to my article today and are in need of some help or support of their own. So I'm going to have to gauge that. But again, the website is jmartstory, J-M-A-R-T-S-T-O-R-Y dot wordpress dot com. It has nothing to do with Cumulus or anyone that I work with here. It is my story. And hopefully it's going to help people avoid my mistakes or talk to their children and help them avoid my mistakes. And it might explain to you why I've started talking in the way that I have over this last couple of years. Here's what Bill Barnwell had to say about the DeAndre Hopkins deal. This is funny. I'm just going to directly quote this. 
My first instinct when I saw the terms of this trade was to worry whether Hopkins had lost a limb. That's how bad this trade is, folks. Let's start with Johnson, who should have had negative trade value, especially after the Cardinals slapped the transition tag on Kenyon Drake earlier this morning. Johnson is now three years removed from his only productive NFL season. He missed almost the entire 2017 season with a wrist injury and has been a replacement level back the last two seasons. The Cardinals offense instantly got better when they replaced him with Drake, who was available for a late round pick from the Dolphins. Johnson would likely be in line to get a one-year deal in the $2 million range if he hit the open market. Instead, his $10.2 million base salary is already guaranteed for 2020 and 2.1 mil of his base salary in 2021 guarantees in five days. Throw in 960000 in per-game roster bonuses, and the Texans are on the hook for more than $13 million for Johnson over the next 12 months. And in order to get this diamond, they gave up an elite wide receiver in the prime of his career in a quarterback's league. When they had a great quarterback that you want to offer every opportunity to succeed. Folks, this is but stupid. This is D-U-M dumb. Yeah, I know that's an opinion. And maybe next year you can call me and say, yeah, what were you saying about David Johnson? He's a rushing champion. I feel like I'm going to be okay on this one. I already told you that the only running back I would consider paying is the one that bucks the trend, and that is Derrick Henry. Before last season, I thought Zeke was there. I think Derrick Henry's kind of the unicorn here because of his size and because of his durability thus far in his career. And the way this offense plays and how it's structured around him. And you throw in a quarterback that's very capable, by no means is Ryan Tannehill a game manager in the negative context of that descriptor. But Derrick Henry is the one that you can pay. You franchise tag him for a year, and you just make sure. If you need to pay him, you can absolutely still pay him. But think about the fact that the Houston Texans just let, I think, 1A and 1B best receiver in the league with Julio Jones leave for a second-round pick and a running back that hasn't done squat since 2017. I don't know who made this decision. This is one of those where you get off the phone if you're a member of the Cardinals organization in the room where this gets done, and it's just all the alcohol, like all the alcohol available on the West Coast, like everything that hasn't been snatched up by parents that that need to escape from the children that are going to be home for the next two or three months, all of the champagne, all of the celebration. For me, I guess, like all the diet soda and maybe some Chex Mix, something. This is one of those that you call a fleecing. It's as bad as it gets. Like, I literally could have sat here for the entire 60 minutes tonight and just basically started the show and said, the Texans let DeAndre Hopkins go for a second-round pick and David Johnson. And then I could have just sat there. 
like 57 minutes. And the only thing that you might have heard every couple of minutes is snickering from this microphone where I'm practicing social distancing from the actual microphone in order not to catch COVID-19. But you could still hear me in the background just because it's preposterous. It makes zero sense. Whoever was responsible for this move should have a 30 for 30 made about them that basically just follows them around to make sure that they don't tie their shoelaces together or walk into walls. This is brain-dead level stuff, folks. Now, we got about a minute left before we go to Vol calls where they're not going to talk about the Vols playing basketball because no one's playing basketball. Let me suggest one thing I think ESPN should do right now. You've seen all these movies get canceled. Everything is. I was supposed to be at a quiet place too tonight at a screening that I was going to be writing on. Uh, don't look for that piece this week. Mulan next week screening canceled. Everything's being canceled, right? ESPN has no live sports, so we're seeing all these classic games, which ain't bad. But let me tell you what they should do right now. They should release this 10-part Michael Jordan documentary immediately. They should do exactly what Disney Plus did with Frozen 2, putting it on their service three months early. We all want to see it. It's 10 parts. It's something that's going to create content for the media, but it's going to be riveting stuff because it's about the GOAT and one of the more fascinating personalities that we've ever seen in sports or culture, period. Put that thing out. We will watch that on a loop, folks. People are watching bowling right now. Everybody is starved for live competition. If you can't give us that, give us that 10-part Jordan documentary post-haste. I'll talk to you soon. Ball Calls is next. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night from the Music City.